Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Appraisal Buzzcast. We have got a great episode for you today. I'm Jim Morrison. Today, we have Joan Trice, CEO and founder of Altera Group, and Rob Chrisman, who many of you would know from the Chrisman Report. We'll be talking about secondary markets and the mortgage industry. Joan, I'll hand it over to you. Thank you, Jim. And that's actually how I got to know Rob Crisman. I love your newsletter, Rob, and I'm especially fond of your Cat Myrtle's commentary. I now have a, a sidekick, uh, my trusted uh, golden doodle, Buzz, and Buzz keeps me informed as to what's going on in the appraisal <laughs> space. So I understand what Give the audience, since the appraiser audience might not know you as well as the lender side of the world, give us a little bit of your background. I was brought up in California. My grandfather, interestingly enough, was an appraiser in the Bay Area in the 1920s and 1930s. I majored in food science at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. But you, found you out went far that, afield from your major. How'd that happen? Yeah, I, I found out that that managing uh, union employees in a milk plant or an ice cream plant for Safeway wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I went back to UC Berkeley, got a, a master's in business administration with an emphasis in finance and real estate, or since I'm east of the Mississippi right now, finance, and went to work for a mortgage bank in uh, 1985, and I've been pretty much in the business ever since. And in 2008, my mom passed away, so I I, I wanted to take care of my dad and see more of my family and so forth. So I, I backed away from my capital markets jobs, focused on that. But I kept sending this commentary out that goes out to a lot of people, and I enjoy doing it every day, regardless of time zone. And it allows me certainly to keep in touch, but it also allows me to help show people what's going on out there. And if they can use that information to help a borrower or help a client, I think, I think that's a good thing. So I like, I, like that, I, like, I like having that feeling. So here I am. Okay. Well, you do an excellent job of it. So I understand right now you are in Manhattan as we speak at the secondary uh, mortgage conference put on by MBA, what's the conversation going swirling about uh, with capital markets right now? Right now, the, the conference itself was relatively well attended and people were glad to be back. People are glad to be back in person. It's been like that for several months. So at some point we'll get tired of saying everybody's happy to be back in person because for the most part events are, but the the general tone is actually very very good surprisingly good given what's going on with volumes and margins and revenue for so many lenders out there i i only heard from one or two lenders that they're doing okay the rest are undergoing cutbacks trying to become more efficient more streamlined and many of them are selling servicing for example, to raise cash, they're selling their servicing rights. Others are trying to see what vendors are offering in the way of software that will help them save money or be able to potentially outsource their, their operations to overseas or, or other venues. So it's basically a you know race to cut costs and whether that's by increasing efficiency or by 
laying off staff or some combination thereof. That's that's kind of the buzzword, or th- those are th- those are the primary areas of focus. Other than that, the there's no real sh- huge shift going on out there. You know, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. We've stopped talking about removing them from conservatorship. They've moved on to more of their mission of, of affordable housing programs, first-time homebuyer programs, working with uh, tr- credit risk transfers. They are retaining their earnings now, which helped them in the long run. So that's Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And the, the other investors who are out there, you know, we'll see what happens in the non-QM space. But for the most part, a lot of the conversations, Joan, were revolved around individual programs you know what what are people doing with their second homes or investment properties what are people doing with about non-warrantable condos what's going on in the non-qm space so it's little little things like that around the edges that are being talked about rather than some grand new plan for residential lending interesting uh let's do this rob let's take a quick break for a commercial message and we'll be right back RemoteVal Desktop is here. With added floor plan and measurement functionalities, desktop appraisals have never been faster, easier, or more trustworthy. RemoteVal keeps you in control of the appraisal while gathering accurate information, photos, and measurements all through the homeowner's smartphone. There's also a live recording function enabling you to record the inspection and revisit the home whenever you want to. Incenter pays your same full fee for RemoteVal inspections. RemoteVal is fast, easy to use, and completely free for appraisers. To see a demo of Remote Val in action, visit incenteram.com. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, Rob, let's talk a little bit about waivers. Uh, what's the conversation in the secondary market around this topic? The investors that are out there, which drive interest rates and mortgage prices and FICO buckets and risk buckets and so on, came out of the financial crisis justifiably nervous about valuation. If a company is lending $200,000 on a $300,000 property, fine. If they're lending $200,000 on a property that turns out to be worth $180,000, that's not fine. And when you're you're an investor who's buying billions of dollars of mortgage-backed securities and you can't look at every appraisal and every credit report and every file, having some kind of mechanism to trust and and do that and verify and so forth is is very, very important. And with 2020 and 2021 volumes being as they were, you know, it was drinking from a fire hose. So, you know, get the product through, get the loans through, do this, do that. Understandably, appraisers were overworked everywhere. And so, you know, the, the waiver system popped up. Go back to what I was saying earlier about investors being nervous coming out of the financial crisis about valuations. I haven't heard that same nervousness now because we've seen so much appreciation in the last few years that even if that property turned out to be $180,000 of value, maybe now it's, you know, $220,000. So if you have a $200,000 loan, you're still, you're still in the money. But I think the investors are starting to, to, to go back to those days where it's like, all right, 
you know, what if we get into a declining market? Do you know what? What are we going to do? What steps are we going to take uh, to to you know protect us to some extent? So, the the from an investor perspective, the whole waiver situation is a little bit up in the air. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac they they tend to watch Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and and get their take on the current environment. But from a from a capital markets perspective, if if it takes you know two or three weeks, or I should say a loan processing perspective, if it takes two or three weeks to get an appraiser out to a property, or because the appraisers are so overworked, it just takes them a week or two just to get to something even near their house. That's a problem from a lender's perspective who is dealing with a borrower who, you know, where where speed is is important. Now, that all said, the refi market has dwindled quite a bit, or I should say diminished quite a bit. And so we're in more of a purchase market where, you know, things take time and the appraisers that I've spoken to, and I want to get your input on this as well, but the appraisers I've spoken to are, are, are not as overworked as they were six months or a year and six months ago. They have time to breathe and so forth. And so, you know, it, it's, it's constantly changing, but the, you know, lenders still want speed and they want economic efficiency and they want the job done right, as do investors who are out there. They want to know the value of the property, the value of the property that they're buying a loan on. So it's a it's a little bit of a shifting environment. What are you what are you hearing with the appraisers that you speak with? You you you're you're neck deep in this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I am indeed. And uh, and appraisers are a noisy bunch. They they do uh, let me know what they think. Well, needless to say, they're not fond of waivers and for obvious reasons. But yes, they had more volume than they could handle during the pandemic. No no doubt about that. Uh, that was apparent in the reflected in the turn times and the escalating fees. Again, we've all learned a lot of lessons in supply and demand over the last couple of years and supply chain problems. But I ask that question more from a secondary or capital markets perspective, meaning, gee, if the appraisal is a gold standard, nothing, no documentation as to the value of the collateral. Now, I guess Fannie and Freddie would probably defend themselves and say it's not no doc. They do have policies in place that they have to have information or prior appraisals in their database and so on. But uh, from a risk perspective, it certainly makes me take pause on how that that cohort's going to perform going forward. Absolutely. The investors out there now are looking at loans where, A, the credit quality, either new loans or the existing borrower pool is stellar. The, the ability to repay, the loan to values, the, the, the risk right now, the risk profile of mortgages is viewed as very low. Of course, that can change with a moment's notice. If we do get into a recession, you'll start to look at borrower's credit more carefully start seeing job losses but right now you know unemployment's so low if if property values level off then the valuation will come into question but taking the hard approach the the hard hard-nosed approach to things once again if you're a lender and and speed is of the essence and cost is of the essence you know time is money 
And when you're dealing with a situation where the, the cost of appraisals has gone up, just like the cost of anything when it goes up, you know, if you go back, I, I like to use this example because it makes people scratch their heads a little bit, but you know, whale oil used to be back in the 1800s, that was how people lit their homes. And then when whale oil got too expensive, this new thing called petroleum and kerosene came along. And so that was cheaper and more plentiful. And so it was easier to get than going out and killing a whale. You know, different things ha- are happening in mortgage banking. Underwriters, underwriting is the same thing. If you can underwrite two files a day through automation or through bots or whatever techniques you want to use, you want to you can increase your underwriter's productivity to say four files a day. That's a huge cost savings when an underwriter is making, I don't know, 80 or 100 or $120,000 a year to be able to leverage that. The same thing with appraisers, appraisals. If there are ways that the appraisal process can be streamlined and made less costly, you know, lenders, you can't blame lenders for doing it, but the investors, I think investors really do call the shots. And if we get into a different market where property values are not going up 20% a year, then I think investors may may take another look at it. But for right now, you're right. You know, it's a it's a concern that appraisers have that, gee, did we just price ourselves out of out of a job? <laughs> you know, you don't want that. And you also have a lot of properties that are out there that are unique properties that don't lend themselves to to the waivers. So we'll we'll just see how things evolve. I couldn't agree with you more. Let's take another quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Whether you're looking for an authoritative textbook or detailed information on current valuation issues and specific property types, you'll find what you need at the Appraisal Institute store. Choose from more than 70 print and digital publications. Shop appraisalinstitute.org slash store. Okay, welcome back, Rob. Uh, one final question for you. You mentioned early on um, about unwarranted condos. I'm having conversations with a lot of people out in the field, really, loan officers and so on, saying this a condo collapse in uh, Miami or Fort Lauderdale, wherever it was, Surfside condo has sort of shine. It's shining a bright light on how risky some of these older condos can be. And perhaps we're not underwriting that process properly. Is that sort of flowing through to the secondary market and how are condos packaged? Are they packaged separately or are they sprinkled in a pool with other types of properties? They're, they're generally sprinkled in. You have a, you, you've asked a lot of questions in the last. And there was, time. yeah. So, so there are specified pools, for example, in the secondary market where a particular investor might pay up for loans in a particular FICO bucket or loans in a particular geographic footprint, which might mirror that institution's geographic footprint. So they want those loans or loans of a particular loan size. For example, low loan amount pools tend to trade higher because it takes more of an interest rate move for that particular borrower to to refinance, you know, so for the obvious reasons. So So you have a situation where loans do get divided, but condos are pretty much sprinkled in. There are are pricing hits for that 
you also kind of touched upon climate change, and that that's been a big topic. That was a big topic at the Capital Markets Conference because whether or not you believe in climate change, investors do. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are very aware of that situation. The SEC is very aware, and so if you have a situation where uh, continued salt air exposure to steel reinforcement in a in a given condo has been going on for decades yeah that that is definitely a concern for investors out there so the same thing might be happening in other seaside communities because everybody knows you know it's it's tough to maintain a building anywhere near the ocean just because of the wind and the, and the salt and uh, humidity and so forth and so on the sun the market that's out there or I should say the investors that are out there are understandably nervous about some of these structures and yeah they're going to price them accordingly so what tends to happen is that it'll have a ripple effect if an investor doesn't want to buy a given loan in a given area whether it's Miami or southern california or you know uh, northern california in case of wildfires anything that has to do with natural events like that you will have investors price accordingly they'll be they'll be more conservative and so that price will be reflected on rate sheets for borrowers and we're already seeing that. You know, when you look at Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and some of the losses that they've sustained, whether through earthquakes or forest fires or a condominium collapse, or you know, there's a building in San Francisco that's leaning, right? The, I think the Millennium Tower has a Oops. slight lean. How do you handle that? So there's, there's some interesting things going on out there from a, a valuation perspective and a collateral perspective that. You know, it's what make helps make our jobs interesting, right? It's what I write about every day. But the the price that investors will pay tends to reflect their belief in the collateral, the valuation of, of of the properties. And so it'll it doesn't take long for that price to be reflected on rate sheets. Interesting. Well, Rob, I wish we had more time because I could in fact. I'm going to invite you back in the future if if this wasn't too painful for you, and uh, we'll continue this conversation. Absolutely. I'm happy to help. All right. Appreciate it, Rob. Thank you. ProxyPix is the first of its kind on-demand system for getting location-specific media you need from wherever you are. Their simple-to-use platform creates an online marketplace matching people needing property photos with proxies or data collectors near the requested location. Through crowdsourcing, you can get current up-to-date photos of anything on the map within hours, if not minutes. Never before has it been simpler or more economical to get the property photos you need. Sign up at proxypix.com or download the ProxyPix app available on Apple and Google Play Store. Thank you so much, Rob and Joan. We really appreciate all our listeners for joining us as well. If you have any comments on, on this video or have any uh, future content you'd like to see, reach out to us at comments at appraisalbuzz.com. And we want to thank our sponsors for helping us put these together as well. Thanks and have a great day.